the people of Sorgan needed help. They lived a largely peaceful life on the swamp planet, until a band of Klaatuinian raiders overtook their village, plundering much of their food and material possessions. Desperate to stop the raiders and to protect their village from future attacks, they sought help from someone whom they believed could handle the challenge, a Mandalorian named Din Djarin. In the fourth episode of The Mandalorian's first season, we see this story play out on Sorgan. Din Djarin enlists the help of a new ally, Cara Dune, and together they prepare the villagers for battle. In addition to leading the attack, the two offer a crucial advantage to the villagers. They equip them to defend themselves. They train them in the ways of hand-to-hand combat. And the villagers learn how to create a perimeter barrier to slow down any larger assaults. At the episode's conclusion, the villagers succeed in their mission and drive away the Klaatuinian army with the help of Cara Dune and Din Djarin. But more importantly, the Mandalorian and the former Rebel Shock Trooper impart strategic advice to the villagers over the course of the story. And that advice, those tips on how to fight and how to protect the village, will benefit the villagers if future issues arise. The world of Star Wars and collecting is a constantly changing landscape. And the tips and advice we get from other collectors, based on their experiences, will help us to better navigate our own paths. As we approach a new year sure to be filled with new finds, new information, new purchases, and new collecting moments, what better way to prepare for it than with some tips to help you become a collecting Jedi Master? This is a collection of those tips to guide you through the next 12 months. This is a passing of the wisdom gleaned from personal experiences in the hobby and a perspective of the larger Star Wars memorabilia market. This is a great time to start thinking about ways to be a successful collector in the new year and to hit your desired collecting goals. And this is Star Wars Prototypes and Production. upon us, and as quickly as this one went, the new year will arrive even faster. As a Star Wars collector, are you ready for it? It's hard to predict all that a year will bring with it. After all, if we were having this conversation in the winter of 2019, how many of us would have guessed that life around the world would completely change by the spring of 2020? 
And when it comes to the Star Wars franchise and the state of collecting, we may have some clues as to where we're headed, but the overall picture is still cloudy. There are no new definitive Star Wars films on the horizon. This year's slate for Star Wars series on Disney Plus has been disrupted by the writer's strike and Disney's reassessment of the company's content output. Hasbro has recorded lower sales of its modern Star Wars offerings, as prices continue to rise. The collecting market has experienced a decline in interest and in values since July of 2022. Fewer people are buying Star Wars items currently, and many items are going unsold for longer periods of time. Collectors have used the past year to assess their collections, and have been selling off items and runs that are no longer relevant to them. A philosophical reorganizing is occurring in our community as to what is meaningful and where collecting fits into each person's life. It has been a fascinating turn of events after a raucous period of the collectibles frenzy. But for serious collectors who love Star Wars, this new year may provide some wonderful opportunities for new additions at value prices. I wanted to do this episode now to give you time to plan your approach for the new year. And I wanted to give you concepts to consider and ideas to ponder. In passing on the tips I've learned over the years, I'm hoping they will help you in developing your strategy for how you'll approach the next 12 months as a collector. In season one of the podcast, I created an episode called 10 Important Tips for Star Wars Collectors. It's episode number 8, and featured 10 core tips that I felt would be relevant to collectors of any era. And in March of this year, I continued this idea by adding 8 more tips that I learned over the next few years. You can find that episode at number 122, titled 8 Key Tips to Help You Along Your Collecting Journey. And now, 9 months later, I have a few more quick tips for you to help you navigate the upcoming year. They're suggestions that you can easily apply to your approach to collecting, and they may help you become a better and more successful Star Wars collector. So let's lean into making this year a productive and fun one, and let's explore the world of Star Wars and collecting together. The holiday season can be your friend. This is not the most important tip, but it is probably the most relevant, especially as we enter the holidays. I remember speaking to a very young collector years ago. He focused on vintage Star Wars figures, and when I asked him if he had had any good finds recently, he told me he had acquired six 1985 Power of the Force Yak Face figures in the span of a few weeks and he paid approximately $200 for each one. I believe this conversation took place somewhere between 2016 and 2018, if I remember correctly. But my friend let me in on a little secret of his. He said that the holiday season often resulted in the best pickups for him, from a value perspective. 
I found that surprising, especially with the price of a yak face being at least $100 to $200 more than what he paid at the time. $1,200 for six yak faces was a steal then and would certainly be a steal now. But my friend was on to something. The holiday season can get expensive, as people are spending on gifts for the family and for trips that often take place between Thanksgiving and New Year's. Right now, collectibles are not as hot as they have been in previous years. Many collectors got caught up in the buying frenzy during the collecting boom of the pandemic. Some are trying to get rid of a large chunk of what they currently own. Others are panicking now that sales have slowed and are trying to make back a portion of what they paid, or in a lot of cases, overpaid. The money once spent on toys and memorabilia could be better used now on food, trips, and gifts during the month of December. And as collectors and sellers shift their focus toward the holiday season, you might be able to catch some really nice breaks and get some really great deals on Star Wars figures. Make an attack list now. One of the tips I gave in episode 122 was to build a war chest. The idea was that we never know when a figure, prototype, or playset will suddenly appear for sale. And building a war chest, saving up and putting money aside for these emergency emergences, is the best way to ensure that you have the funds and therefore have no regrets. That is still one of my favorite all-time tips. There isn't a point in which it isn't helpful, and it's always a good reminder to store away some extra money to be ready. I was thinking about the idea of a war chest this week and came up with another addition to that piece of advice. And the follow-up would be to make an attack list. And the time to do so is now. The concept of an attack list is an easy one. It takes a little time, however, and a lot of thought. And if you plan on being a successful collector in this down market and during the upcoming year, your list will be a necessary companion. You want to use the rest of the month and the beginning of the new year to figure out your path for the next 12 months. A quick note, if you're listening to this in a later month, it really doesn't matter when you start your list, as long as you create one. But if you're listening to this in the final weeks of the year, you can approach the incoming one with clearer goals. So what do you put on this list? Very simply, the pieces you'd like to acquire this year. What are the gaps in your collection you'd like to fill someday? What are some of the pieces that have been out of reach for you? What are the ones you often overlook but need to complete your run? Your list can be compromised of reasonable items you're targeting, and it can include some wishlist ones as well. It's the collector's version of a vision board. You're laying out an overview of your interests, which helps to eliminate the vagueness we often face when collecting. It also helps to keep us on track. As collectors, we can get distracted by the newest shiny thing to surface, or we can get more excited about acquiring something, even if it's not the right fit for our respective collections. An attack list gives us a goal. It creates a direction. It pushes us to formulate a plan to land it. 
The best part about the list is that it can be whatever you want it to be. So start thinking about your collecting goals. Put them in print on a list. And then attack. Know when to be greedy. In 1986, Warren Buffett famously imparted a lasting bit of wisdom with investors. He said, Occasional outbreaks of those two super contagious diseases, fear and greed, will forever occur in the investment community. The timing of these epidemics will be unpredictable, and the market aberrations produced by them will be equally unpredictable, both as to duration and degree. Therefore, we never try to anticipate the arrival or departure of either disease. Our goal is more modest. We simply attempt to be fearful when others are greedy, and to be greedy only when others are fearful. The Oracle of Omaha's advice is tough to apply, because it tends to go against our nature when it comes to investing. But his contrarian technique has proven to be a winning one over the decades. When the stock market builds momentum, investors will continue to purchase stocks, even at nosebleed valuations. The trajectory is upward and rising, and it feels like it will never drop. Those who fear missing out will continue to buy in, and soon, everyone you know is pouring money into the market. And that momentum lasts until it doesn't. And sometimes it drops quickly, leaving investors with massive losses. This is where Buffett warns to be fearful and cautious when others are greedy. But when we go through periods where stocks have been in the red, investors tend to freeze. They lose sight of a light at the end of the tunnel. They forget that bear markets last on an average of 10 months. They panic and sell for a loss. They walk away for a while, ignoring the small but steady gains, losing track of why they invested in certain companies in the first place. And they forget to look at the larger picture. This is where Buffett recommends being greedy and active, while others are fearful. And while collecting Star Wars figures, prototypes, and memorabilia is far different from investing, the two share some similarities. Star Wars items have resonated with collectors for almost a half-century. They still connect us to the stories and characters of our childhoods. And the lasting impact the films, books, and series have had on us keep us wanting the galactic souvenirs from our experiences. That connection to the franchise's uniqueness and the quality of the storytelling from the original trilogy to newer content like The Clone Wars and The Mandalorian keeps the Star Wars flame lit for fans around the world. And collecting Star Wars figures is like investing in a good company. Its connection is so powerful that if you were to trace the trajectory of the items, you would see that they have had a slow and steady rise to the prices they're at currently. Sure, there have been times where their values have dipped, and there are times in which they've spiked. But ignoring those outliers, nostalgia, a limited supply, and continual relevance has kept the memorabilia on a path similar to Coca-Cola, 
Microsoft, or even Apple. When I compare collecting to investing, I am talking about both in the long term. And I am certainly not talking about the day-trading approach to buying and selling toys many adopted during the pandemic years. At its true heart, collecting is never about the money. That's something people often miss. It's about the item, the curation, the history, the connection, the community. The value is a wonderful bonus, a reward for the time and effort put into collecting, and a pleasant farewell gift when an item finally leaves your collection. The majority of items I own have been in my collection for years, and some for more than a decade. And it's nice to know that something like a 65A carded Luke Jedi figure that I picked up for $80 in 2012 is now worth many times that. And I'm sure you have similar examples in your collection. And I cannot tell you how many times I've spoken to collectors who regret selling an item years ago and can no longer afford to get it back or cannot justify paying today's prices to own it once again. I purchased very few carded Kenner figures during the pandemic. It was tough to close that door for a while, since it has been a major part of my focus. But the skyrocketing demand pushed the values into the stratosphere for a while. And at that altitude, the ride was much more stressful than fun. This year, prices have returned to Earth. We have no way of knowing how long they'll stay at this rate. They may continue to drop as more collectors turn to other hobbies, activities, and experiences. Or something new in the world of Star Wars may trigger a Mandalorian-sized return to collecting again. But if you're a long-term collector, remember what Buffett once said, Be fearful when others are greedy, and greedy when others are fearful. In other words, now might be a good time to make some additions to your collection. Take advantage of the dip. The previous tip alluded to this. But if you're a long-term collector, you're less concerned with the Star Wars market waxing and waning. If you're patient, you'll sit on the sidelines through the buying frenzy when prices are at their peaks, and you'll wait for better times to land the pieces you're actively hunting. We've reached an interesting point in the realm of Star Wars collecting. Once again, Star Wars has slipped from the spotlight a bit. It's likely we won't see a Star Wars film hit theaters until at least 2026, if not 2027. And with Disney's spotty track record of delivering quality content, there's nothing in the immediate future that I could see spurring a collecting revival again among a larger fan base. Which means, for you the collector, this may be the best year to take advantage of the dip. I began collecting in 2011, almost two years before Disney announced the purchase of Lucasfilm. And at that time, there were two main types of collectors. Those who had been in the hobby for years, and newer enthusiasts looking to reconnect with the relics of their childhoods. 
By the time the Force Awakens appeared on the horizon and prices for the carded and loose figures skyrocketed, I had assembled a substantial collection, and most of the items were purchased for a fraction of what they were worth heading into the winter of 2015. When prices dipped again in 2018 after The Last Jedi premiered, I kept adding to my collection, picking up some figures at their lowest prices in years. The spotlight had moved a bit, and made for a great time to buy. And we may have reached another dip in the history of Star Wars collectibles. There was a point during the pandemic where even the most common and most unloved Return of the Jedi figures were selling for well beyond what they were worth. And most of the carded figures from that part of the line have come down considerably. So if you were looking to do a run of Jedi figures at value prices, it's much more possible now. Our friend and fellow Asokaholic, F.J.D. Robertus, recently began a run of carded droids figures. He's a third of the way through it so far, and has managed to grab some of the higher-end figures, as well as some of the more common ones, all for incredible prices. F.J. has been enjoying the hunt, patiently adding to the collection as the right ones come along. And if he had begun this run during the pandemic it's possible he would have paid two to three times more for each figure. And while the rarer and higher-end Star Wars collectibles will always be considered expensive, most are no longer gracing their former peaks. So if you're in the market for a double-telescoping Darth Vader, or one of the beloved 12-backs, or even one of the Australian-released Power of the Force figures like the Adat Driver or the Gamorrean Guard, this may be the year to finally work out a deal for one. The Star Wars collecting landscape has been decorated with peaks and valleys over the decades. Compared to the past few years, we're certainly riding through a dip now. How long it will last is anyone's guess. But if the prices are right for you, you may want to take advantage of the dip before we ascend again. Focus on quality over quantity. When I became a dedicated collector, one of the first things I did was to buy what I liked. I picked up figures I had as a child and ones I had wanted but never received. It was a fun tour through the world of Kenner and the first Star Wars toys. Since I still owned my childhood figures, my focus leaned more heavily on the carded versions. There was something about seeing a figure still in its original packaging, the way I remembered it hanging in toy stores in the 1980s. I love the idea that sealed Kenner items still existed, decades after Return of the Jedi completed the original trilogy. And a goal I set for myself early on was to find the nicest surviving examples of these carded figures, at toy shows and on sites like eBay. I realized that a large part of the fun of collecting was in the hunt, so I tried to extend that part of the journey by setting high standards for what I was willing to bring home. I loved getting these figures cased and graded, and further challenged myself by landing pieces that would grade at an 85 or higher. Now, condition may not matter as much to you, or you may focus on rarer items, and when there are only a handful in existence, you cannot be as picky. 
But if you're collecting more of the common ones, like the majority of the figures, vehicles, and playsets, you can never go wrong with choosing quality over quantity. Being more selective about what you buy will make you a better curator. You won't be purchasing as many items, but the overall quality of those items will shine. Plus, the higher quality collectibles tend to retain their values and desirability, regardless of where the rest of the market sits. Years ago, I had purchased two carded droids Kia Mall figures. I paid $50 for one with a yellow bubble, which graded at an 85. The second one cost me $100. It had a clear bubble and graded a 90. When a true grail item came up for sale, I decided to sell the clear bubble Kia Mall to pay for it. I didn't need two of the same figure, and I was perfectly fine with a yellow bubble 85, since it was a high-quality example and it came from a friend. Due to the second one's 90 grade and the fact that it had a clear bubble, I was able to sell it for $1,000, 10 times what I had paid for it. Too often, I've seen collectors buy more figures than they would ever need or want. Collectibles can become a burden, both financially and mentally, if we get too carried away with acquiring whatever crosses our paths. Instead, focus on quality over quantity. Use the limited space each of us has to the best of your ability and make your collection shine the way you envisioned it when you first started collecting. Share your wish list with your friends. One of the most enjoyable aspects of collecting is being able to help a friend acquire something meaningful for their collection. Throughout the year, I attend a number of toy shows and tend to keep a list with me of the collectibles friends are hunting. I've made phone calls from the Cincinnati show to help a dear friend acquire a Hasbro pitch piece. I've FaceTimed collectors from Celebration and at room sales, putting them in touch with dealers selling proof cards and other pre-production pieces. And most recently, I was able to help my friend Aaron locate an incredibly rare patch that completed his vintage Star Wars patch run after more than a decade. I can say all of this proudly and happily because I truly enjoy helping other collectors. And in reality, I'm simply passing along the kindness that has been shown to me by my fellow collectors over the years. It's a wonderful part of the hobby. So once you have your attack list for the year, share it with your friends. And be sure to ask them to do the same. And you never know when you'll get a call or a text alerting you that a Star Wars item you've been looking for has been found. And having a list of what others are seeking will also give you the joy of the hunt without having to spend any money. Do more in-person shopping this year. I understand that this tip may not work well for everyone. Depending on where you live, conventions and toy shows may not frequent your region. And there's also the possibility that the ones that do are filled with collectibles that are priced well over their current market values. But for those of you who have access to toy shows, I would recommend doing more in-person shopping this year. If interest and values stay lower than they have been in previous ones, dealers may be more willing to move items at discount prices. 
And if you are willing to pay in cash for an item, you will likely get an even better deal. After all, you're helping dealers in many ways, saving them from having to ship fragile collectibles by mail, and saving them from having to pay fees that sites like eBay and services like PayPal charge. Plus, doing an in-person transaction greatly eliminates the possibilities of dealing with a scam on either side. But the best aspect of doing in-person shopping at shows is the opportunity for new friendships to develop. Talking to another collector or dealer who shares a similar passion for Star Wars and the collectibles is a meaningful way to connect. A number of the friendships I have today started across a table at a local toy show or at a convention. And those moments, those relationships, have greatly enriched my collecting experience and my life. So aim for more in-person shopping this year. It may lead to some solid deals. And it may also be the beginning of a beautiful friendship with another collector. Let social media and the collecting groups assist you. Currently, there appear to be more sellers than buyers, which is far different than in previous years, where demand largely outweighed supply. If you're looking for a particular collectible, use social media to assist your search. In many ways, sellers are more desperate now to make a sale. As I mentioned earlier, they're either looking to unload what they bought during the pandemic, or they're concerned about the direction of the market as values continue to dip. So they're actively seeking buyers. Let's say you're looking for a carded Empire Strikes Back Yoda figure. It would be nice to get a 32 back, but at the same time, you're not picky at the moment. You want to see what's available and then pick the best options that fit your needs like condition, price, and card back type. Posting this particular request in some of the groups may speed up the search. You'll likely receive a number of offers, complete with photos. This is a nice time saver, and it gives you more options from the start. And if multiple sellers know they are competing to finalize a deal with you, they may give you a better price. And if the offers are not what you're looking for, or the prices are too high, you can search elsewhere. But the days of a seller posting an item and having potential buyers willing to pay whatever it takes to land it are over. For now. It is a buyer's market, and you can make that work toward your favor on social media and in the online collecting groups. Think ahead. Anticipate. The best way to be successful as a collector is to see the larger picture. Often, we're concerned with what is in front of us at the moment, or the current state of the hobby. But it helps to sharpen your view and to look farther down the road. Anticipating possible trends or how collectors may react to upcoming announcements or events could work in your favor. When the cast of the Clone Wars and the Rebels series began to tour the convention circuit, 
Posters for the animated shows became more in demand as fans purchased them to have them signed by each cast. This makes logical sense. This year, after months of rumors that Hasbro was going to release a ship called The Ghost from the Rebels animated series as its next HasLab project, the company finally made the announcement official at July's San Diego Comic-Con. Almost immediately, the Phantom Attack Shuttle, a companion ship from the series that Hasbro produced almost 10 years ago, skyrocketed in price to $120. For collectors who ordered the HasLab Ghost, adding the 2014 Phantom would come at a premium. But the smart collectors who purchased one while the HasLab project was still a rumor likely paid far less. And for those who collect the vintage Kenner figures... It may sound early, but 2027 is the 50th anniversary of the 1977 Star Wars film. The prices of 12-back figures may have dropped substantially over the past year, but the nostalgia attached to the film may be the catalyst to spike the values of the first 12 figures when Lucasfilm celebrates that milestone anniversary. These are just a few examples of what thinking ahead can do for you as a collector. And there are hundreds and hundreds of moments where thinking ahead can help you to make smart purchases, or can take you to one of the areas currently out of the spotlight, before everybody else arrives. And in a hobby as competitive as Star Wars collectibles, the ability to anticipate gives you a clear advantage in getting the pieces you desire, before they disappear or become too expensive. Treat yourself to something special this year. What would be something special you'd like to add to your collection? It may be a piece that has been out of reach for financial reasons. It could be one that you didn't think you'd find, and if you finally did, you likely couldn't afford. Or it could be something that you've always wanted, but maybe put other collectibles ahead of it. This year, treat yourself. I'm not suggesting that you spend money wildly on pieces of cardboard and plastic. But if it's possible, take advantage of the depressed prices to pick up something that would be meaningful to you. I say this for a few reasons. First, if you can afford to stretch a bit for something special in this market, you may be very happy if the prices jump in the future. You don't want to look back and regret not buying something when the values were cheaper. Second, if you aim for something specific, you're more likely to pay less attention to the items that aren't as important to you. And sometimes, these less important pieces are the ones that catch our eye for the moment. But in essence, they knock us off our focus, and they steal funds that should go to the pieces we really want. The idea of treating yourself comes with excitement and anticipation. You're working towards something special and you're focusing on reaching that goal. And the reward is that you treat yourself to mark the year as a Star Wars collector.
The case for purchasing previously graded items. Collectors have been venting their numerous frustrations with the grading companies. From the unfathomable and unfair turnaround times to the rising costs for grading and shipping, sending in items for grading has become a headache and a hit to your wallet. With these next few months likely remaining a buyer's market, you may do better in purchasing previously graded items. A friend of mine collects loose graded figures, all at an 85 or higher. And some of the figures, like the Stormtrooper or Luke Hoth, are harder to find in that condition. And now, it's a costlier risk to send in a figure to be graded, with the hopes of landing in 85. And with an influx of sellers unloading their collections, more graded items are surfacing for sale. When demand was higher, purchasing a graded figure came at a steep premium, one which many paid. But now, if there are more pieces available and fewer buyers, you may have more opportunities to pick up a graded figure at a discount compared to the prices from a year or two ago. This may not work in every case, but it is certainly worth pursuing. And if enough people buy previously graded items instead of sending them in to be graded, the grading companies may make changes that improve the grading experience for all consumers. So those are a few tips to help prepare you for a new year of collecting the action figures, prototypes, and any of the thousands of items from the Star Wars universe. To recap, here's a quick look at the tips covered today. Remember that the holiday season may be a great time to get some good Star Wars deals. Start working on your attack list so you're ready to mark the year with some great pickups. Know when to be greedy and when to be fearful. Take advantage of the dip and the overall down market for collectibles. Curate quality over quantity. Share your wish list with your friends. Do more in-person shopping at shows this year. Let the social media collecting groups assist you in your searches. Think ahead and anticipate where the collecting market may be headed. Treat yourself to something special this year. And consider purchasing previously graded items instead of paying to get them graded yourself. My goal in sharing these tips is to help you to become a more successful collector. And that means saving money when possible, anticipating what you want before the prices and interest rise, and curating the best possible collection, one that comes as close to what you've always envisioned it to be. If you have time over this month, I'd recommend going back and giving this episode a second listen. Hearing the tips again may help you to reflect on them, and some of what I say may trigger a new approach for you, or may spark some ideas neither of us have imagined yet. And I hope that this year, you'll be able to share successful collecting tips of your own with others as well. Okay, so we're getting a head start on the year now. I'll keep sharing the information and the wisdom I glean from my experiences and from conversations with others over these next 12 months. 
Let's learn together and succeed together. Here's to the year ahead and the adventures to come on Star Wars Prototypes and Productions.